The Arizo Podcast is brought to you by Triumph Protective Coatings. They specialize in concrete polish, epoxy flooring systems, micro top floors and walls, and self-leveling underlays. They service all of California, and they are an awesome company. They speak Spanish, and they do amazing work. Check them out at triumph underscore coatings on Instagram. And if you use the promo code arrows up, you get 10% off. So check them out. Arrows Up Podcast. David's on with me today. We do a deep dive on L.A. David was here over the weekend, and we talk about how he feels every time he comes back and whether he feels like home or not. Get into that. Get into Tom Brady. And even the GOAT gets cheated on. Seven Super Bowls don't matter. And we talk about Ryan Garcia, just his career. What's going to happen if he loses, like, legitimately? I'm super interested in that because this is a guy who, if everything works out or would have worked out, he would have been one of the biggest names in boxing. So it's interesting to see how his career has turned out because if you hear Oscar in the beginning, he obviously had super high hopes for him. And it makes sense because when you see his talent, his raw talent, he had it all. So... What would happen if he loses versus Devin Haney? So we talk about that. But before I start, uh, one of the things that came out right after we stopped recording, and that's why we don't mention it on the pod, uh, Kyle Shanahan had offered Bill Belichick a def- the defensive coordinator job. And if you're not all tuned in on the offseason for the 49ers, the 49ers fired their defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, and they have yet to replace him. So, obviously, there's all these names being thrown out. Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, um, all these other names. And, obviously, if you're a 49er fan, you've been like, oh, man, can we get Bill Belichick? Bill Belichick, dang, that would be amazing. So, Kyle offered him a contract. He said no. And out of respect, really. I think he made that offer, knowing Bill Belichick was never going to take a contract to be a coordinator anywhere. Um, But it just, you know, when the greatest coach of all time especially in a sport like football where coordinators are super important, you kind of got to make that offer just out of respect for him and for his career and for what he's meant to the game. So um, good call by Kyle doing that. So here's the pod with uh, David and I. Enjoy. You miss Los Angeles already? I do, yeah. Do you oh. ever come back whenever you come and visit? Does it ever feel like home? It does. Yeah? It, it still does. But at the same time, it's it's like it's felt like home up here too. So like mm. I'm, you know, like yeah. I, I don't have that feeling yet where I go and I'm like, you know, like still like, oh, that's weird, you know, because right i'm I'm still used to it the main thing is that like when my dad or other people talk about it it's like 
they know that when they visit, they're like, oh, I'm already sick of it here. Like they already, like the traffic and all that, they're just like, oh, you know, because that's, that's what they're into is. now. That's like yeah. what they're used to now, you know? Right. Like hearing you and Victor talk about like downtown was dope that you guys are still like, oh, dude, it's great. It's, you know, because all I hear up here from like the homebodies is just like, oh, Los Angeles, you know, I would never. And it's like, that's great. That's why you live up here, bro. Calm down. You know, like that's, you know. So. Not that, but most people that have that opinion have never been in downtown, downtown. Yeah. It's what I've found that for the most part. Or they part, don't even, they don't even know like what, what downtown is. For, yeah. You know, like they, you know, cause they just, yeah. Like when we went to that Laker game, me and my brother, right. Yeah. We went with like some friends of ours from up here and they, you know, Laker fans too, but they grew up, you know, in like Los Sosos Morro Bay, which is like a beach town by Paso. And um, when we were down there walking to um, to the arena, like mm-hmm. it was a little bit new for me because I haven't spent a lot, a lot of time downtown. But even then I was like, I was still comfortable. I was like, all right, I'm just walking to the game. Like it's no big yeah. deal. Right. You know, because we'd like driven through and stuff before gone like, to the Callejon. Like I went to the Callejon to get like like prom suits and stuff in high school, you know. Mm-hmm. But they, I could tell they were kind of like looking around like it was like Are we gonna get jumped? <laughs> no, but just the scribbles of people, they're like, Oh, this is crazy, you know? Right, and then they would right. and they asked me and Sam, they're like, yo, like you guys you guys grew up down here? And we're like, Yeah, like, you know, it's like it's nothing new to us, but for them it was just like, <sighs> you know. And so mentioning like the hole in the wall food spots and all that, it's like, that's, that's what me and Sam are like, that's why you come like, you know, it's one of the many attractions here Mm -hmm. because they're just people that aren't used to it. They just, you know, they're very chill, very, very simple, you know, like down earth type people. Not saying people in LA aren't like down earth, like the ones that actually live there, you know, but it's like, you you know what I mean? Because obviously you get the whole, like the, um, the LA transplant, you know, mm-hmm. vibes, which yeah. are also kind of like stop, you know. I hate when I see yeah. like TikToks and they have like opinions about LA, and it's just like, no, no. <laughs> you moved here when you were 19 from you know Oklahoma. Chill out. Right, you know? right. So but I have also I found like even people that are that have been raised in Southern California and they've been here their whole life. They'll even like, Oh man, I hate going to downtown downtown. Oh man. Like downtown sucks. And even those people, when you talk to them, you find, you find out they've never, they don't, they've never spent any significant time in downtown. Yeah. All they know is what people say. And, and say, oh, the traffic, oh, the homeless, oh, this. Right, right. And oh, it's, parking, oh, you know. Like, yeah, and it's yeah. one of those, like, you kind of, your opinion, you kind of almost can't even have an opinion on it because you've never spent significant time there to even know, yeah. hey, what's going on? And, like, I think that part is also interesting, too, that you get not just right. those from the outside that are, like, you know, we don't like it, but you get also those from LA that have never actually spent any significant time in LA. Yeah. To have this like weird opinion on it. 
And and that part is weird because it's like, how how are you gonna dump on a place and never actually go see it? You know, like how are right, you right? Gonna, that, that, classic. Don't knock it till you try it, and actually, like you know. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. even like Victor and I on Sunday, we weren't saying like it's clean. We weren't saying it's not safe. We weren't even saying there are it's right. like homeless. Like we're like, yeah, for sure. Like we're with you. Like if they should like clean those, all those that yeah, up. those those are issues. Like yeah, like they can be mutually exclusive. It's like yeah, but it yeah. doesn't mean that L.A. itself, downtown L.A., isn't an amazing place to be. And I right. think that's, I think those two things sometimes get mixed up and it's like, no, like those two are, can be mutually exclusive. Don't are mutually yeah. exclusive, you know? And I think that part is, uh, is interesting. So I can't yeah. imagine, like, I wonder, I always wonder every time, like, like you or, you know, Adrian or someone like that, who, who is from here, was born here, raised in this area, like, what does it feel like when you step in and you're like, oh, man, I'm back in Southern California? Like, does it feel like home? Does it? And apparently, you know, because for Agent, he was saying as soon as he got off the airport, uh, off, as soon as he stepped foot off the airport, he was like, I'm home. Yeah. And it's just like that feeling of like. Yeah. You know, like it's and it's funny. Dude, like, I, re- I remember the first time I took the train from Paso to L.A. Very mm-hmm. like right. This is like. This was a few months after, like we moved in October, right? Settled in and everything, and then in, like that December, I came like Christmas Day, like I took a train Christmas Day. Oh, okay. And I remember pulling into Union Station and just seeing like, um, like that, like the LA River, right? You know, like the graffiti, you know, mm-hmm. like the yeah. the buildings, and I and I was just like smelling in the smog. You're like, yeah, like ah. I do, like I I felt the, <laughs> like I felt it in my soul when I was like. Yes, like this is it, you know. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. Yeah, that that part is that. And then I, hearing hearing you talk about like 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 the public transportation too was dope. Yeah, like just because yeah. uh, I honestly like the it's it's kind of slept on over here, and I feel like East Coast New York vibes is like. It's it's like a way of life. It's in, like you would you right. probably don't own a car if you live over there, you know. Right, right. And it is a little bit different because like, like you and Vic were saying, it's like LA's a little, it's a lot more spread out, and so you can still mm-hmm. take public transportation to get places, but it's, it's a little different. But but people yeah. don't even really like. We're so set on like having our cars and driving places, yeah, because it is spread out, and so you, that's why you have like a divide too. Right. Um, because even one of my my buddies that moved down there, um, shout out to the to the homie Rob, but he so my buddy grew up in Colorado and then he went to Cal Poly and okay. he, he I think he works, he told me that he works at the tallest, the tallest skyscraper in LA in downtown. He works for like an engineering firm or something. Yeah. Um and a really smart guy. And he's like, dude, I I take the I take the train or the bus everywhere, you know, because he's mm-hmm. just like it's it's available. It can yeah. get me like to and from work or any other place I need to. F- you can always find something nearby that'll fit like what you need. So he's yeah. just like, yeah, dude. Like he does have a car, but he's like, I love taking like the train to and from work and everything. Right. And so I'm just like, oh, that's honestly, sick. me too, because I've been taking the train to work in downtown since I was 18 years old. And yeah. 
I love it because you're able to, you know, read, listen to music, right, right, whatever. But the as I've gotten older, the biggest like reason that I am like pro that pro uh, public transit is whenever you get home, and especially if you live in a like in a populated area like south, you know, southern California. Um, the traffic is so crazy that you almost get home and you need to to decompress, not from the long day of work, but from like all the morons. You just like, yes. Yeah. And when you're on the train, you avoid that. So I get home and I, you know, I'm more relaxed. I, cause I didn't have to like be on the road for an hour with all these like other lunatics. And so, that's been super helpful and that's yeah dude the road rage I think that's that's a big component of it so it's funny because i didn't realize until right now that we're talking about it how like that was such a t- like we were vic and i were going we were like that you is exploded. The, you guys were like but that was the that's <laughs> like you want to hear la like from two la dudes that was the la conversation yes yeah, you know, because I was uh, like, it was I had yeah, it was funny as, as we're as we're thinking. It's like it was, was like the tried and true, like verified Angelinos. <laughs> like yeah. it's like everybody stop and shut up. Yeah, just, this you is it right an, here. You and Angel were just like looking at us. We were like, we were like, yeah, yeah, dang, okay, yeah, okay, you're right, right, you know, like, like oh, I, we're Angelinos. Well, these guys are. Angelinos, 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 right? Plus. Y'all like Angelino, like platinum. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I'm bronze right now. I'm just, you I'm know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not there yet. So I'm just like, you, you, yeah. you have the basic membership right now, right? <laughs> you guys, you guys could go to all LA locations. You guys have like the what's the like the the black pass for like Planet Fitness? It's just like, yeah, oh, you guys yeah, can yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> one time I was writing. I got on the bus and I saw Victor and I sat next to him and we just started chopping it up and we took the, he got out first cause his house was before my stop. But yeah, I've seen him around the train and, and all that. So yeah, it's, yeah. It, was, it was, it was a good talk. Yeah. Yeah. No dude, it's, it's a vibe. Cause I, I, uh, I used to take the, the bus from Whittier to Elac, mm. like right after high school. Because right. I, I I didn't have a I didn't have a car yet to drive, and so it was, no dude it was cool. I, like you said, dude, like because people always ask me, oh like what do you do on the train when you like for long trips? And I'm like, dude, I bring a book, like my music. Usually the train has Wi-Fi, like I can yeah. watch shows. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. like, there's so many things you can do, like you know, and it's like, like some people can't. I don't know, like they, like we're talking about like the silence. Like some people can't handle just like that kind of energy by themselves, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, I'm cool with that. Like, I'm, I'm cool with me, you know? I mean, you're what Perla said. She's like, you guys are, you guys are awkward. They're like, silence. And I'm like, we're talk. You just happen to catch us like in between conversation or like, you know, I was yeah. eating chips. I had a handful of like Doritos in my, you know, so. Yeah. It's funny. Cause my sisters, I can drive in silence, you know, I can drive in complete yeah. silence. And they'll sometimes 
I'll pick them up and Stephanie and I will be, you know, together. And they'll be like, are you guys just like driving quiet? And we're like, yeah. It's like, how? And you just like, yeah. Not enjoy silence like ever. Like that's crazy. Yeah, dude. That's. (sighs) Yeah. Like with the Ubers too. I was like, like if they like, I'm, like I'm, I'm a chameleon. If they want to talk, I, I can chop it up, you know. Right. And I, like I know we're little because like you don't like small talk, but I can. I'm like, yeah, sure, dude. Like people, people always I, like that's the typical like, oh, so where are you coming from? Or like, blah blah. Like, why are you in town? And like, yeah, I give them the like the the Paso San Luis Obispo like like four one one. You know, I give them the eight hundred five four one one, and I'm like, yeah, I live here right now. I grew up down here. I know the area. Mm-hmm. I have family. Blah blah. And the drive's usually like pretty short, so it's just like, oh, okay, cool, you know. And like sometimes they just want to be quiet, and I'm like, I'm cool with that too. I just look out the window or like check my phone or something, and it's like, yeah, it's it's great. So, but so the silence, I'm like, I'm cool with it, you know. But some people are like, some people dread like um, like the long car rides with like someone else, and I'm like, I do. I could go either or. Like if. If you do want to get past the small talk and get into some like deep like road trip talks, I could do that, or we can keep it a small talk, or I can be quiet and just like oh I'll probably I'll put on some tunes or like nothing at all and I'll just like enjoy the scenery, you know. Yeah. But if we're if we're going long term, if we're going long drive, I don't mind. I, I actually prefer the like let's get into it. Like let's let's oh for sure for sure let's yeah, get yeah. weird. Those are like, like dude, like we've driven to Texas like my family and it's like you've had like some. Like some, like you know, like like tears are shed sometimes, you know. This one time we were like talking to my mom about um, like her her biological father. That's kind of like right. a, it's like a gray area, like yeah, you know. And um, this one time, she, like she she got emotional, and we, and we were like, "Yo, like like mom didn't mean to be crying. Like we're just curious, blah blah, you know." And it's like, and I'm like, "I'm I'm ready for it. Let's do it," you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, dude, the the, the nitty gritty, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for sure. But yeah, that was that's. I I'm glad you're like. Thought to ask me that, because I you know especially hearing um. Like my dad talk about going down, or even my uncle, the one that I was with, the the yeah. one in Southgate, the Niners fan, like. Because he, I, I was telling you, like he wants to move to Paso. I don't know if he ever will, but like he already has like his property, but. He's he's at that age where like and he's always kind of been a homebody since I've known him. Granted, I didn't know I don't know what he was like when he was young. I think he was like a troublemaker when he was young. But now that he's like, you know, dad and grandfather now, like he's he's content watching he's one of the reasons why I'm into like boxing, dude. He'd always he's the one that always get the pay-per-views. So every Saturday night he had the fight on. He watched the Niner game. You know, that that was his thing. And just, you know, like his drinks. So but him, like for what he likes to do, like it wouldn't matter where he lived. Like he, I think he'd be fine in Paso because he's just like, if I don't want to go out, I can just right chop it up me myself and I at home, you know, or like with my tia, and he's like, I'm totally cool. And he's been to the downtown area here, like the little, you know, you visit the little shops, and mm-hmm. there's a few bars, and he's checked them out. He's like met the owners and everything, and he's like, oh yeah, it's a cool little spot, you know, like it's. It's that's still like his speed, and he can do that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, dude. No, I, I still, I still dig it and miss it, and feel like it's home. You know, so 
especially driving around through like uh um like after the the rehearsal dinner like um Aaron and I stopped at a one of the gas stations like on um uh like Lakewood and Florence they look where the like the old Mickey D's is right there mm-hmm. yeah of course and we stopped there and I was like dude like this is the street I would be on like every Sunday morning or every Friday night like going to church and just like mm-hmm. this this is one of the spots, you know, like the Downey yeah. Pizza Company and all that. And I was like, yeah, man. I was like, yeah, it's yeah. Or when we when we when we picked up David Lopez last time, like we drove on, uh, we passed like Clara, and we just saw, and I was like, dude, this right here, this you know. Was Granted, I didn't live in Cuddy Long, but it's like I'd always go to church, so it was like this. Yeah. This feels like home too. I was like, just these right. seeing the streets yeah. and the shops and everything. I was like, man, you know, the little houses and everything. So. Yeah, dude. Come back. (laughs) (laughs) Go back. (laughs) I I think it's in the cards. I think it's in the cards. Yeah. 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 LA is a very special place. And I think if you... Only if you've lived here enough, long enough, do you get to understand it. Because I think there's a lot of. I, I remember talking to somebody, an old coworker, and he was asking me about the LA sports scene. Right. And he was like, you know, why is it that? Why is. And he wasn't that much into sports, but he was saying, like, you know, he was saying that it's weird that LA gets such a bad rap for. For um, for sports, you know, for the fans, and he was saying, you know, well, why is that? When I feel like I see, I, I know a lot of fans that are diehards. And so I was telling him how LA is such a is unique because, and it's typical of you know most big cities, but I think LA more so than most. It's it's one of these cities where there's so much to do. And because the weather doesn't really keep us from doing it much, you know, because it could be winter and it's like 68 degrees outside, sunny. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yep. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's not stopping anybody from doing anything. Right, right, right. And you're, you can barbecue pretty much year round, you know, like. Oh, yeah. So I was saying that because there's so much to do, because the climate is so great all the time, or most of the time, everything, you know, it's such a competition because you, and everything gets priced out for that reason. So if you are a family of four and you need to take your family out on a, on a weekend. It's probably, you know, it's, it's probably equally expensive. All things considered to go to like an amusement park where you can pack your own food. And are you worrying about the tickets and you pack your own food and all that? Then it is to go to a, to like a sporting event. Right. Because you go to this land and you're there eight, 10 hours, maybe 12 hours to be there from the beginning all the way to the end. 
But if you go to a game, you're there maybe three hours, four hours, like, right. and you know, and you get more for your buck if you go to the amusement park. And so I was telling you, you know, so it's different. And also, you go to Laker games, for example, and Laker games are, for the most part, not for the super diehard fan because the diehard fan is going to maybe a game a year, maybe. Right. Right. And. <laughs> It's why you get a different feel. It's why you get a different variety yes. because it, you're not. If you think you're gonna go to Staples Center and hear the diehard Laker fan game in and game out, that's not true. It's why, like, I went to the Laker game last Friday, and because the Spurs aren't any good, you had a lot of true diehard Laker fans. Right. And it was funny to hear that because all of us in the section, you know, you just would be like, oh, man, like how many games you come? Like, dude, I could like this guy behind us was like, dude, I can't afford to come here. Like I bought this. I bought this one because it was cheap and I bought it. I paid with yeah. I paid with after pay. Right. <laughs> so dude, that, like, that's why we went, dude. Like when we, I was like, I was like, yo, they're playing the, the uh, uh, they're playing Portland. And right. I was like not a really good team so it's like yeah tickets weren't that bad and i was like yeah let's go you know yeah so you get that that feel of it and and so i was explaining to him it's it's such a different thing and you have to be good if you're not good because there's so much to do no one's gonna care and and it's why the dodgers suck their stadium is empty because well i'd rather do something else than go to a baseball game yeah and and i think and i think that's that's the the answer for the LA stuff. But LA has really good fans. It it just there's so much to do that unlike some of the East Coast cities where during basketball season or football season you're snowed in and that's all you can do is watch the games. Right. I was gonna say, yeah, like if you're like um, a Philly fan, like Eagles, it's, it's like different. It's a different yeah, thing. Because it's probably all you got. Like just Yeah, because if you're snowed in and you're just home. What are you gonna do? Well, I guess we'll watch the game. I guess we'll watch the Philly, you know, the the Seventy Sixers or the, the or the right. Eagles. And here it's like, well, what are we gonna do today? Well, we can go to the beach. We can go to the. We can go here. We can go here. We can go here. Yeah. And sometimes the the least of the priorities is the game. And I think, and yeah. that's where I think a lot of the rapids is a uh, is a uh, is given. Yeah, man. It, it, and it's funny, cause, okay, because, like, I'll always hear, um, like, with high school football. Yeah. I remember as a kid, um, or as a, like, you know, like, young high school player, I was like, dude, like, mm-hmm. Texas high school football is, like, where it's at. Just seeing how how ingrained it is in the culture down there. And as I got older, I would I would watch a lot of the, um, they would always have, like, Cali versus Texas, like, all-star games where, like, the best players from each state. Um, and the California team, like it, like would granted, I haven't seen in a couple years, but like they would usually win or like, it's, it would be close or like California would win. And I was just like, man, like California also has like a pretty good, like one of the best football cultures. But, and, but then I was thinking, I was like, it's not as big of a deal over here because like, it, like, like, like what you're saying in Texas is like, it's hot. It's also like a barren like wasteland, mm, so it's like yeah. they they love high school football. Whereas like in California, it's like 
yeah, you have these juggernaut teams, but then it's like, yo, they might also have like really good basketball too. Great high school, like soccer teams, or they might, the kids might not even be into sports. They might have, oh, did you have like a like music or music? Acting. Exactly. I hear, yeah. I've heard recordings of like high school, like jazz bands. And I'm just like, that's insane. There's no way these kids are this good. And there's so much to do. And it's like, well, yeah, in Texas, it's a big deal because it's the only deal. You know what I mean? It's, that's why their stadiums, like their high school stadiums are like bigger than some of the like Juco stadiums over here. You know, like it's just, it's what, it's the thing to do, you know? It's the only show in town. Yeah. Yeah. Like on Friday, you know, like, yeah, towns get shut down because they're all at the game. Yeah. Whereas like Friday night, it's like, okay, like so-and-so's got a high school football game. That's great. I could also do X, Y, Z instead. Right. Right. Boom. You know? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, We we love LA. Shout out to uh, uh, Randy Newman. Randy Newman, dude. Yeah. we so we have what yet to hear from Canelo, right? The last thing we heard from him, ah, uh, yes, was, was the like officially, right? You mean like you heard from Canelo, right? Right, because the last thing we heard officially from Canelo is that he and PBC are no longer working together, which um, we kind of knew, we figured, and so now it's so was it I think two days ago the the news was he's fighting Mungia or Vedlanga. Right. And then yesterday our guy Eddie Hearn, shout out to Eddie Hearn. Eddie Hearn comes out and pre- and says, Well, PVC doesn't want to work with anyone. And which we've all known that. We you know, that's not new. But he said but if Benavides is serious about making a Canelo fight, call me. Call me, bro. Yeah. We'll make it happen. And I'm like, finally, let's go. <laughs> That's, okay, dude. We were, we were in a dark place, bro. We were like. When I saw the, the, the Twitter video of Eddie Hearn saying that, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Dude, okay. okay. Yes. We're alive. We're alive. Yes. Kind of like that gym yeah, of, the, of the of the guy who's like laying down. They come and they like, and he's like, well, and he comes back to life. That's how I was. I'm like, oh, here we go. Because it was Sunday, and I like on Sunday, like we were. I was going through Twitter, and I showed you some of the things people were saying, and like you know, some of the news that come out, not all of it. And I was just yeah. like, you and I were both like, do we have no, we have no words to defend what's going on from Canelo's side. We're just like, I. And, and it's funny, my dad kind of said something like when my dad picked me up from the station, he was like, he was like, I'm not that surprised. He's like, Canelo's at this, at this stage in his career where it's like, he's like, he does what he wants. If anything, anything at all is not up to his standards, he's like, he, he doesn't need to take it. He could stop fighting today and he'd be sad. Like, so um, and so when it comes out that PBC like doesn't want to work with people or can't pay him what they said they're going to guarantee, he's like, "Oh, you want to pay like that? I'll just go somewhere else." Yeah. And so, yeah, I'll do it. We were we were like on a an emotional roller coaster with that one. And like, yeah, like you said, when I saw the I saw the tweet about Eddie first, like the quote, and then I saw the clip, and I was like, oh. 
Dude, it, it was like uh, Leo DiCaprio and the Wolf of Wall Street were like, I'm not going anywhere. It was like, we're back. And I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. Like, okay. And we, I don't know, man. I, because you and I have been in, in agreement that like, it's really hard to, it's really hard to defend this one if he doesn't fight Benavides because. There's no other guy. Like he's at a hundred sixty-eight. He has a belt. Like he, you know, he's he's beat a few other guys at one sixty-eight. Like they have the, you know, like plan. This right? is a way to unify the division. Like you beat him, you unify the division, and right. you add to your legacy. So all of it just is very strange and. The only out that he has is Bibble. That's it. And obviously, he's not yeah. fighting Bibble. Bibble's fighting Berbatev already. But if you're not fighting Bibble, I don't want to see you versus Mugia because he's a natural 168, 160. I don't want to see you against Charlo, who hasn't fought, who has been super inactive over the last three years. Uh, I don't want to see you against anybody if it's not. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, because obviously the report that Benavides gave out was that they had offered Canelo $55 million to fight him. Not true. That guy's a crook, dude. His, the. And you knew that was going to happen. You knew they were going to be like, well, we tried to make it happen. We sent this. We sent that. Yeah, the the Samson guy. Yeah. That guy gives me like like mega church pastor vibes, like just total crook. I'm just like, bro, no one believes you. Stop, please. He's Let's the not do this. He's the Joel. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he's he's the, he's the wolf in boxing in the worst <laughs> in the worst way possible. I'm like, who uh, is this guy again? And it's like, no, 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 dude. Canelo makes the offers. Let's not. Who are you to like? <laughs> you and what pay per view sales <laughs> can back up offering Canelo right. that much money? Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. So that's why, like, when Eddie comes out and says, we have not received an official offer, I believe him versus, like, like Samson saying, oh, yeah, we offered him $55 million. It's like, are you going to ask Al Heyman about that? Or, right. like, okay. Who's, who's, lend, who's letting you borrow this money, bro? Yeah, yeah. Like, like the, the Iron Bank from Game of Thrones came yeah. back out of nowhere. Like, just, okay. Um, yeah, it's, I just... I hope somebody tells Canelo, hey, just just finish your career with Eddie Hearn. Finish your career with Eddie Hearn. Yeah. Because Eddie Hearn has shown with my former guy, Anthony Joshua, who after he lost to Usyk, I was one of the first ones to grab the shovel and I was burying him stepbrother style. Just he's like, "Why are you burying me? I'm still, I'm still yeah. alive." And I'm just like, "No, like, no, you're not. no one's ever gonna know you're still alive, dude." Yeah, like, like, yeah. And Eddie Hearn was able to dust him off, parade him around, and he's still cashing checks and still making him a couple bucks. Yeah, and like, I just saw the promo video for Joshua and and Ganu. It's like like Street Fighter style. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'll watch this. This looks fantastic. Just off the video alone, the animation. I was like, yeah. And you're fighting Ganu and say, I mean, 
I know Ngannou dropped Tyson Fury because, and it was clear Tyson Fury didn't take that fight seriously. But right, right. I mean, you got to think that Joshua, who's an actual boxer, spot, who's boxed longer than Ngannou, right, right, right. You think you know he has to get the edge just on that alone? Right. Now, I right. wouldn't be surprised if Ngannou, you know, just knocks him into next week either. But and looks solid at least. Yeah, like yeah even exactly. if even if he gets battered by Joshua, I think he'll still look. Yeah, like Fury. Solid. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So and so yeah. Jo- if Joshua beats Ngannou, and all of a sudden we're on this map of Joshua versus Wilder, winner fights in you know Fury versus Usyk. Joshua beats Wilder, and all of a sudden we have Joshua f- versus Fury or Usyk for the lineal championship. And all of a sudden you're like, did Eddie Hearn just, you're like, they who, who put all this on? Like who does Eddie, did Eddie Hearn just maneuver Anthony Joshua all the way to the top again? Oh my God. Like, Dude, I, so yeah. someone needs to tell Canelo, Canelo, look, stick with our guy because once you start to slow down, guess what? Eddie's going to give you the guys that are not ready for you yet. And are still going to allow you to cast checks, allow you right. to do good, and allow you to grow your legacy. Because that's the key. The key is to not fight a bunch of tomato cans on your way down, but to fight like young bulls, but bulls that are not as threatening to you. Whippersnappers, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. fight like yeah. the Provokovs of the world. Or the, yeah, or the, yeah, those, exactly. yeah, the The Bam Bam Rios of the world that are exciting, but they're like punching bags. Right. Kind of like when Rios fought Pacquiao. And Pacquiao, yes. just, Pacquiao just made him out to be like just a punchy bag. Yeah. And, but it was like, oh, you know, Pacquiao looked good. Rios is like an exciting fighter. Right. Warrior, you know, just warrior yeah. vibes. Like, yeah, just, sure. Because nobody, nobody was like, oh, man, Pacquiao, look at him. He's he's cherry picking. It was like, no, Bama Rios, he can throw it. Like, if he lands. But everybody knew, like, uh, this is going to be a beatdown. And that's what it was. And I think Eddie Hearn can produce those types of matchups for Canelo. So he, somebody needs to tell him, hey, Canelo, just stay. Just stay. All while still with delivering like the pot of honey, you know? It's that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I think Joshua owes Eddie Hearn like a house or something. Oh, well, he's got to pay for his kids like tuition. Not I was, was going to say, like, not, throw, not that he you know, needs it. Not that if Eddie's an Edward, like, yo, one of your kids got middle name got to be Edward. You know what I mean? Like, just, <laughs> you know, yeah, dude. <laughs> not that Eddie yeah. here needs the financial help, but like, right. But just, yeah. So, buy, some, buy him a some really major nice, show of like affection. It's like, oh, yeah, dude. like a really nice car, a really nice yeah. watch. Or Eddie will something. be like godfather to like one of. One of Joshua's kids, something. you know, yeah, something, yeah. and then he'll send people to snipe, you know, like the, the old <laughs> boxing promoters, like Michael Style. Eddie Hearn's gonna take out like Al Heyman, Bob Arum, all those dudes. Oscar, throw Oscar in there too. It's like, dude, this is how you guys do it. Stop playing games. Stop playing. Stop playing with these guys. Come on, man. If boxing were to ever have a commissioner, my vote is for Eddie Hearn. I think yes. I've said it on this pod before, but if I haven't. That's my vote for. That's it, yeah, dude. Yeah, the Dana White of boxing should be Eddie Hearn because boxing is not like MMA. Because MMA, someone like Dana White 
works. Like this, you know, this hard ass guy who's like super crazy and like says crazy things. In boxing, the egos are more sensitive. So so you need the guy who's gonna like soften the ego and like you know right. build you up, make you feel good, and then throw you against throw you versus the lions. Like you need a guy like that. Yeah. I I I was hoping by today we would have had like the official official announcement, but seeing Eddie, like I and I texted you, you saw I was like, dude, I, and Eddie we trust, dude. I was like, all right. Yeah. I was like, damn it, son of a gun. I was like, I'm in. I'm in, dude. It's like, yes. Yeah, that that's hopefully, hopefully that's what takes place. Yeah. Dude, did you see the um or hear the okay, so obviously like like Haney and Garcia, like they're putting on their thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But did you see the 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 quote or clip of Bill Haney saying that um Haney had sparred with like Mayweather and like made him look bad, blah, 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 years ago. And I'm like, even if he did, which I don't believe he did, I was like, I was like, come on, bro. Pump the brakes. Bill Haney's slowly turning into like Delphimo, like senior. Like now, a year or two ago. It's like, dude, let's, 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 yeah, dude. Seeing him and Henry Garcia like arguing at the press conference, I was like, "Are you guys fighting or like are you boys?" Because I was like, "I don't know, dude." That was weird. What happens to to Garcia if he loses? To Garcia if he loses, like legit, like I obviously I think, he's not going to retire. Obviously, well, even though he said if he gets knocked out in the first round, he retires. But right, you you know where we stand with that. Um, yeah. But le- le- legitimately, like yeah, real, yeah, yeah. Realist- realistically, what happens to him? I think the fashion in which he loses will be a deciding. Oh, okay, so if it's like super competitive, decision. like if it's competitive, and I think he'll be fine, and he could also just go the route of like cashing checks, you know. Mm. Um, but I, yeah, like if he loses like terribly, like it's like even more lopsided. Yeah, like, like he gets exposed and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah big time. Because I was thinking like, man, like the only way he, this guy got the Haney fight is because a, well, not only that, but, you know, there's also nobody else willing to fight. And Ryan Garcia, you got to give him credit for that. At least he's willing to fight. Right. But it's like, if he loses... It's gonna take some time before he can headline something, right? Like it's it, he can't. Yeah. I know. I know. I know his fan base is super like passionate, and I know someone like Sammy or or Trevor. I know those guys are gonna like watch him, no matter what. But I, I mean, if the zone for the, for the boxing purists, it's who's gonna be like, oh yeah, yeah like, say he loses. And it's like in November, headlining pay per view, the zone pay per view. Ryan Garcia to be like, man, get the hell out of here, pay per view. Like, what are you talking about? It's like you've sold me that already. I didn't like yeah. it the first time. Like, so it's so I'm very interested to see because this is like a to use a like a a team sport type of 
language, it's a must win. Yeah. It's a must win fight. Like, obviously, every fight is a must win, but for his career, this is a must win fight. Because if he doesn't win this, not that he can turn his career around, you know, whatever. And whatever, again, whatever that means to turn your career around. Right. Um, but if he doesn't win this, I don't want to say it's over, but... Essentially, it's over. It's like, virtually, over. it's over. Like, yeah, because he already yeah. did... He, he already did the... I'm going to switch trainers, and I'm going to switch... Tra- so he switched trainers twice. Like, the big move, right. I'm going to switch trainer. That didn't work. He did the, I'm going to change my team around. I'm going to hang out with completely different dudes. Did that, moved to Texas, the whole thing. And I guess the only thing left is promotion, but with the way boxing is now, where promotions is kind of like a thing of the past slowly, where is he going to go? Where would he go that, because in the past, he would become like Danny Garcia. He'd go to PBC, he'd fight once a year, they, they'd feed him some, like, taxi driver. Right. He'd cash a check, and he'd thank all, all Heyman for 11 months and, like, call out guys he knows he's never going to fight, a la the, the PBC plan. But PBC's done. Like, where is he? Get? So that's – I'm legitimately, like – it's gonna be interesting in this age. Yeah, like to see I, how I am very interested, legitimately yeah. interested. Yeah. In like, so what happens if you lose? Like, what's gonna happen to you when you lose? Because I don't think he can beat Haney. Like, what's gonna happen when you lose this fight? Because where do you go from here? Because you got this fight because you're popular. You can get them numbers where Haney can can you know be like, oh well, you know. It's Ryan Garcia. And as of now, it, it kind of still looks like a good good name on the resume. But yeah, what, like, I, I don't know where he goes after this. Yeah, man, it's... And it's funny, I, I saw Trevor today. I saw him this morning. I, I want to go work out, and Trevor was yeah. there. And uh, we talked Canelo and all that, and then we were talking right. like... Haney and Garcia and he and I mean he he's optimistic. Good for Trevor, you know. And I'm just like, all right, dude, you know. But I'm just like, like, is he optimistic? Like, oh, I hope he wins. But it, or is he like Ryan Garcia? Legitimately, will win this fight? No, I don't like. It's. Like, I think a part of I think a part of him is like, like jokingly saying, oh, he can still win. But then I'm just like, dude. I told him I was like, bro, like. By no means am I a Haney guy, but I'm like, he looked pretty freaking good at 140. I was like, he literally just needed a few sips of water to make that weight. And just like, he looks, he fills out, you know? So I'm just like, even if Ryan had a good game plan, it's a tall order. And if he stuck to the game plan, it's a tall order. And he's like, no, no, you're right. So like he, you know, there's that like, there's a little bit of that, like the like the delusional. Like, nah, he'll be all right, cause he, cause he will be all right. It's like a guy like that. It's like, even if you're not fighting, you know how much money someone like that can cash in on just like 
commercials mm-hmm. or like the whole Instagram thing. It's like, he's going to be fine. But it, you know, and it, it with Ryan, it's always been like, dude, do you really like love, love boxing? Like, and we don't get that vibe. And so <laughs> that's what that's, yeah. that's what's going to be decided here. It's like, is he going to keep trying to tell himself that he loves boxing the way other guys, the the way like legends of love boxing. And it's like, right. Eh. The way Devin Haney loves boxing. Right. The legends, the way just someone like Devin Haney loves it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. When is that one? That is that one in uh, April, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'll watch, you know, I'll watch it for sure. (laughs) Yeah. April 20th. That's when we're getting that one. There you go. April 20th. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this was the right, like, I wonder if he, like, I wonder if someone told him, like, yo, dude, like, yeah, like, let's let's take this fight. And it's like, you could have fought, like, a Sandro Martin, and that would have been, like, a nice, solid competitive fight. But it's like, I don't know, man. Like, do you think he's, like, do you think he thinks he's like close to the enemy? Like, you know what? Might as well cash in this big one and get this one out the way. Watching his interviews, he looks like a guy. Not, not like it's weird because he looks like somebody. That doesn't necessarily. That isn't about the life, you know. Yeah. But he looks like someone that knows or understands at least. This is how I make a living. Because uh, uh, okay. He has the same. He gives off the same like feel as like a a center in basketball. So one of the things that's interesting about basketball is guys that are really, really tall, like six foot eight and above, you know? Right. They have the highest percentage of making the NBA. So if you're like a seven feet guy, the chances of you making the NBA are like extraordinarily high just because you're tall. Right. And so what you get in in the NBA, you get a lot of guys that are really tall that don't necessarily like basketball, but they just happen to be really tall and they you just happen to get paid a lot of money to play basketball. But whenever like, they, yeah. they get interviewed, there's this like this miss this missile of like the game like eh like that's yeah cool whatever but the, it is Jokic like, dude and Jokic's interviews it's like yeah yeah but but there's guys that are worse like because Jokic Jokic likes Jokic is a dismissal of like. Not the game itself, but everything that comes with it. Oh, the cake and what? Yeah. Oh, are you, you know saying for the parade? And he's like, you know I just want yeah. to get back so to my farm. Jokic yeah. loves 
playing basketball, the actual act of like right. we're gonna play. It's the interviews, the the pre, like all the other crap yeah. that comes with it. That he's like, I want to just go be with my horses, man. Like, yeah. And so you get like someone like Andrew Bynum. I remember Andrew Bynum was someone that was really tall. He was like seven feet one. And he said, like, I don't like basketball. I don't watch basketball. I, you know, and it was very clear he did it because he was tall. He was a basketball player because he was tall, not because he loved it. Where Kobe Bryant was a basketball player because he loved playing basketball. Right. That's all he thought about. That's all, like, and that's the sense I get with Ryan Garcia. Like, he's been training since he was little. He realized I'm, you know, I'm athletic and my athleticism happens to be with my, you know, I have quick feet and I, and I have fast hands. And this is really good for boxing. And I happen to be the right length. I happen to be, I just happen to have everything I need to be successful at this one thing. And he's been, you know, because we, in the game of life, He's obviously super successful. In the game of boxing, he's not that successful because yeah. he's been super disappointing. And that's the sense I get where he is at a point where it's like, well, I'm so pop, I, like I'm good enough to cash the che- these checks, and that's what I'm gonna do. So I don't like I. I'm sure somebody would pay him to fight again. Yeah. You know, I'm sure I'm sure it happened. I'm sure he can become like the biggest like celebrity boxer type. Like what J- Jake Paul's doing times 10. Yeah. Where he can get actual dudes to get in the ring with him and like he promises to go half, you know, half speed on them. Like but he doesn't love the sport. He's not like in, you know, just in the trenches all the time. Yeah, he's not grinding on his craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, and I think that's probably the frustration of Oscar and Bernard Hopkins, who those guys love boxing. Those guys love the craft, mm-hmm. and and that's probably. And I think also the frustration probably with Oscar is, like, dude, I threw it away. Like I right, loved it yeah. and all the BS around boxing caused me to not be as great as I should have been. And maybe that's type of Oscars. Like I, if you were to get it, you would be spectacular because I don't think it's crazy like say we read we redo Ryan Garcia's career again and everything goes right. Like we give him the right the, the correct mentality, competitiveness. We give him, you know, a, a really good coach from the very get-go who he's gonna listen to and all that. And we give him like, you know, Canelo's or or um Mayweather's work ethic and stuff like that. It wouldn't sound so crazy for then, Oscar, when Oscar says he's the next Canelo, 
it then right. it then doesn't sound as like ridiculous. Right, right. Because then it's like, whoa! I mean, this guy theoretically has everything: the fanfare, he's popular, he speaks English, yeah, yeah, really good. He's determined, and all of a sudden, and I think that's the guy Oscar envisioned. So it isn't crazy, but I, you know, but it's also will ruin Ryan Garcia is everything else. Yeah. Because even someone like me who watches boxing, who I'm not a Ryan Garcia fan by any stretch of imagination, I thought he could beat <laughs> Javante Davis. So right. e- even so it's not even so it's not that insane to think Ryan Garcia could reach or has the potential or had the potential to be someone super, super special in the sport. So it's not that crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the that's the that's why I'm so intrigued to see well what happens if he loses. Yeah, this reminded me of like Buster Douglas when he beat mm. Tyson. Like a lot of guys say, dude, Buster Douglas was like a great fighter. Like he had yeah. skills, ability, and but his mom died and he Right. Did. So the good thing for him was that like not the good thing, but like when his mom passed, it actually gave him that little bit. It gave him like that little bit of heart and drive that he needed. Right. And he was able to put it together just for that fight. And they were yeah. like, they're like, dude, he was dominating Mike Tyson when it meant something to beat Mike. But then and, even Mike Tyson almost won that fight. Like he almost came. Right, right. But yeah, just yeah. the way but, he was handling yeah, yeah, I him, get you. Know, like, I got you. like I get using you. his jab and all that. They're just like, dude, like this guy's doing it. Like, cause People thought he was getting fed to the sharks. They're like, bro, because they knew they knew how he was. They're like, because uh, I was watching like a uh, there was a, a documentary about it on on Disney Plus, and um, they were like, dude, his dad, Buster Douglas's dad, was like the opposite. Didn't have a lot of ability, but he's like, man, he used to work a full time job, and then he would still go and train relentlessly after yeah. work because he loved he loved boxing. Right. And um, so when he saw his son, like he kind of saw that his son, he's like, dude, you're squandering it. Like you, you're bigger than me, stronger than me. You're fast. You have all these intent, these tangibles. And it's like, and it's being squandered because we don't have the same like heart and drive. And so after, yeah, after Buster B. Tyson, he got, you know, he didn't really do much after that. And it's like, man, like that guy, he doesn't really like love, love boxing and love the craft. Mm-hmm. putting in work you know and it's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's gonna be yeah i like that press conference like after the fight is like the questions that are gonna come at him after that's gonna be like whoa okay yeah yeah it's I mean, all the best to him, obviously, but um, yeah, man. It's, right. It's like I would tell sucks. my brother, I was like, dude, I want to see these big fights. I want to see like, you know. Yeah. But it's like, does he, yeah. you know? Painting so. to something not, well, I don't know. It's serious and not so serious. Did you see the Tom Brady news? About Giselle, <laughs> dude, 
I saw a tweet where it was like, fellas, like you could still you could literally be Tom Brady and she's still going cheat. And I was like, bro, I don't want to hear that. I'm like, granted, I don't know. I like okay, at, at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's funny and all, and it sucks, but it's like I don't know how they live their lives. Tom might have been a, a like a crap husband too. I don't know, but it's still it's pretty like it's pretty crazy. I was like, dang, dude, years years ago, I was like, bro, so, I remember seeing like the the um, when he was still with the Pats. There was like the whatever documentary it was, but it was like it was her in the car with him, and they were talking about like the team, and she's like, oh, you can. Still. She was like cheering him on because the the Pats were kind of doing kind of eh, and it's like, no, you can still get it together, blah blah. And I was like, I don't know, man. It's like, were they ever really happy? I don't know. Stay strong, fellas. Stay strong, it's, dude. It's funny because I saw one that said like she she had the she had the audacity to complain about him playing football while he was she was like cheating with uh with the uh, Dollar Tree Karate Kid or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, Tom Brady forever, bro. Like, dude, Todd, I stand with Tom, dude. But yeah. That was when I read that yesterday. I I I, I did like a double take because it was like, wait, wait, years? Like what? Like uh, yeah. And then when it said Brady like accepts, accepts. That it, I was like, oh, I was like, my dog. I was like, you know, don't get married, <laughs> y'all. Ah, that. <laughs> 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 Dude, that's... we're gonna have to edit that out. Oh, <laughs> Dude, yeah, that one was a trip. That was that. That was one where I was scrolling and I was like, "Hold up, let me read that again." I'm like, "Yeah, man." I was like, "Y'all are for the streets, man." I was like, "I." It's a cold world out there. Yeah, I was like, cold "I'll see world. you guys later or not." I was like, "Do it." Shout out to our guy Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you see like the Cam Newton thing too? Yo, like yes. the guy's pulling up on it, and I was like, and he held his own, dude. <laughs> I saw, what is I it? saw that's, a sweet. That's what, but it's like that's what you get. How are you gonna pull up on a six seven? Right, like, right. Someone, like, most of like some of his highlights would be him like running the ball, just dragging dudes in the yeah. NFL, and it's like you guys watched that and thought you could like. Do well against him. I'm like, yeah. bro. It's one thing to see a video of him. Like, okay, let's say he was running the ball and they were like average dudes, like in a pickup right. game or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, those are other. That's the other one percent of the yeah. world that plays sports. Right. It's like, if he's doing that to them, it's like, what is he gonna do to you? What do you think was gonna happen to you, bro? I, dude, that's I mean, why, like. Yeah. Hey, that's why it's important to be kind to people, bro. Just be nice. You never know. Like, dude. Bro, it's funny because it reminded me of, I remember, I forget who the, who the, I want to say it was Brian Erlacher, but I don't remember who it was specifically. But they were asking him, who's the toughest quarter, quarterback to tackle, to sack? Right. And he said, he said Drew Bledsoe. Oh, okay. And they were like, Drew Bledsoe? Because, you know, at the time it was. Right. 
Ben Roethlisberger. You had Dante Culpepper still. Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb, yeah, shifty, yeah. Michael Vick. Yeah. Aaron Brooks. You have those guys who were like shifty, you know, harder to tackle. Right. And they're like, Drew Bledsoe? Like, doesn't he get sacked a lot? And and the defender, I don't remember who it was, but he was like, yeah, he's huge. Like, he, he's a huge guy. Like, he's yeah. really hard to bring down. And they're like, yeah, but he gets sacked a lot. He's like, yeah, but he, like, because the O-line is no good. But to bring him down is tough because he's huge. Yeah. And it was, you know, I was a little kid when I saw that interview. And I remember thinking, like. You're kind of scratching your head, like, huh. Like, okay. You're like, dude, like, I think, I'm pretty sure it's Brian Erlecker. Like, Brian Erlecker is, like. He's a dog. At the time, right? like, what, maybe the second best linebacker behind Ray Lewis in the league at the yeah. time? Yeah, yeah, he was cold. Like, he, like, was the best player on a Super Bowl contending team. Like, he took the Bears to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And he's saying Drew Bledsoe because he's huge. Like, so it just made it made me think as a young kid, like, dang, like, these guys are so good that the other guys are equally as good as them. And to us, like, ah, oh, Drew Bledsoe, you, you know, you, you know, you, you get folded like a lawn chair every week. Right. And to these right. guys, it's like, oh, man, Drew Bledsoe, damn it. Like we got like it's just so crazy. It's just Dude. Such a crazy. Well, that's thing. like when we were discussing like Wemby. It's just like oh my god. Even like talk about man amongst boys. Like to see that guy, it's like bro, he's not human. I don't know how else to put it. Like I can't imagine they put him together in a lab. Like I can't imagine when that guy grows into his man body. Yeah, because it's gonna be. Insane, because he yeah. does, he he doesn't have the frame of Durant. He has like a like a bigger frame where more muscle fits. Right, right. Like he's, so he's like, got like broad guy, shoulders too. Like yeah, yeah. When that guy gets like like man muscle, because he's twenty, he's a twenty year old kid. Yeah, it's gonna be like oh my god, like. It's Dude, I like to be in there. I like to be in there, like with, um, like with him and like his nutritionist, like whoever they are. It's like, dude, what do you feed this guy? Like, how do you imagine weighing out the portions to keep that machine going? And it's like, dude, like you eat that. Much. I'm like, damn, I eat that much because, like, I, you know, I like eating. But you, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like I could, I, bro. I had Domino's. I had, I had a pan pizza like last night from Domino's, and you're I was like, like I, I, good. You're like, but I'm I like, eat, I eat all these dude. calories, but I don't need the energy. Yeah, I don't need anything. Like, that you dude needs need them. Need it's like, yeah, I want to see weigh out that food on the scale for this guy. Bro, like well, well, it's know? the it's like uh Michael Phelps, like when he was like competing, right? He was he, he would was, burn like some insane amount of calories. Just and he training. was eating like ten thousand calories yeah. a day, and you're like, what? But it's like he's burning like eight eight thousand calories a day, so it's like he's fine. Like, yeah. And people are like, oh, I'm gonna try that. I'm like, no, you're gonna you're gonna like. Gain six hundred pounds in like three weeks if you do. But that's food for like a month for you, bro. Like yeah, his, bro. like, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's yeah, so crazy. man. 
But yeah, dude, that, yeah, when he pulled him on camera, I was just like, <sighs> and it's it's weird with him. It's like obviously, like his opinions are his opinions. Like when it comes to football, right? It's like it's it's football. Like it's just you right. know, we're all out our two cents. But with him, like, there's been like I remember seeing the clip years ago of like him being at like his camps, like his throwing tournaments, and it's like these young kids are like talking smack. And I get talking smack is like a thing with guys, but I'm just like, bro, like, if I met like, bro, if I met like RG three, I'm not gonna start talking bad about his career because I'm like, bro, even you playing bad, like, who who was it that said um. I think I saw a clip where it was you, but someone told me that like, dude, the a guy off coming off the bench in the NBA is closer to LeBron than oh yeah, yeah the yeah, average yeah. person is to the guy on the bench. Right, right. So it's like with these these pro athletes, it's like, dude, I'm not about to go around talking about like like attacking you personally by your career. It's like that guy was still say what you're gonna say. That guy was still like an NFL MVP, whether it was like a fluke or not. It's like I mean, someone had to run those hard runs, you know, and like throw those passes. So like when I see like like the people pulling up on him like to fight him, I'm just like, over what, bro? Yeah. Like what? The funniest, <laughs> I think the funniest uh, tweet I saw was that Brock Purdy had sent him for the for the game. Oh right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and someone's like, Brock Purdy's behind. <laughs> Brock Purdy was like the like the Michael. He, he, he ordered he ordered the hit. <laughs> he ordered the hit. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna get him waxed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's, oh my gosh! Yeah, it, it's it, it's weird how people get crazy with athletes. But I was reading how the coaches were saying the coaches were blaming Cam because they were saying yeah. Cam was antagonizing everybody. So then yeah. it was like, well, you kind of got get, you know that's the type of energy you're gonna have. And you go to these football camps, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not in favor of anybody jumping anybody, but. Right. But even then, it's like like to throw fists over it. It's like it's only well, yeah. for well, to go and be like, it's two things. Like, it's two things. It's, you know what I mean? Cam Newton, obviously, six, seven, super athlete. Like so he's probably like not worried about. He's worried about very few people. Stepping up to him. Yeah, yeah. So two is if Cam's antagonizing you, it has to be this like concerted effort where it's going to be like 15 of us are going to pull up on him. Right, right. It can't because it seemed like it started off with like a group of five. And as like, so it's like, all right, all of us are going to go at the same time, right? All of us. And it seemed (laughs) when it was like, all right, let's go. Only like two of them went. And then Cam just started railing on the guy, and everybody was he like, just tossed him. <laughs> and everybody was kind of like, "Yeah, no, not like not never mind." That. That's why we had that's why we had fifteen <laughs> of us go. Like, and yeah, dude. So it's oh like I met that guy after looking at his, at his boys. Like, are you serious? Are you <laughs> serious? I thought all of us were going to jump. What happened? What's going on, <sighs> dude? Why? Yeah. What? what why? Why is why is blood just gushing out of my ear right now? Like, yeah, what's going on right now? yeah. Dude, I saw that like his hat, like his hat was like unbothered, like Cam, yeah. like the hat Cam was wearing. God. They're like, you guys were so easy that his hat didn't even get knocked <laughs> off. Like he was fine <laughs> the whole time, and it's like, oh, <sighs> oh man, 
But yeah, dude, yeah, seeing those like it, it's going back to like to the big athletes. It's like, dude, you you gotta like if their peers in their league are in awe by them. It's like, yeah, like even okay, like even like the like uh, I'm sure you saw that clip of like um, was it like uh, Shumpert talking about uh, LeBron like a year or two ago? Did you see that one like on Vlad TV? Which one? Uh, uh, Shumpert, Iman Shumpert, or Iman, Iman Shumpert? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what about? And he's what? talking about like playing with LeBron, and he's like, just the like the way he functions, like even just basketball IQ oh, yeah, and like yeah, physically, yeah. it's right. like it's right. And that's like his teammate. I'm just like, what? Like, okay, damn. Like, imagine being with uh, like a Bo Jackson, like being on Bo Jackson's team. And watching him operate, and it's just like, dude, this is all just, this is all just God given. Like he, he just shows up, yeah. And it's like, must be nice, bro. Thing, you know. Like, I remember talking with a, because uh, when like when I was at the Nam show thing, the music thing, like last month, mm-hmm. there would be like, uh, like kids playing instruments. Yeah. And obviously there are like child prodigies that are musicians. Right. And I remember talking uh with like an instructor of mine. This is like years ago, like when I was like taking private lessons. And this instructor, uh older gentleman, he plays like upright bass and he plays class, he plays everything, classical music, jazz, all of it. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him about like these child prodigies, and he's like, Yeah, dude, he's like, it's man, like the rest of us are just like like mere mortals. He's like, like I, I have to like work so much just to maintain where I'm at. And like, you see these, these kids, these like exceptional human beings. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's, un- it's unreal, dude. Like how they, how they find, like they, they exist, you know, it's like, yeah. What is the, what, what is the like mood? Do you think in terms of, someone who's really good and then you get to like a higher level and you realize like oh damn like I'm not that good like do you think the mood of like the the, the competition or the or how someone feels like changes or you mean like when like, you like when you like for example, like if I were to go somewhere and like meet someone like in person where it's like, oh, damn, they're like really good, you know? Yeah. What's the mood? The first one is like, I'm not going to lie, sometimes I just for me personally, there's like, there's like a little bit of like, like the, the impulsive mood right off the bat is like, honestly, it's kind of like fear. Oh. It's just like, oh my God, it's like, oh, dang, you know? And then, yeah. then it goes to like awe and you reel it back in, at least for me. And then it's like. By by the time I'm done seeing it, whatever it is that they're doing, I'm just like, I, I'll feel inspired. I'm just like, all right, dude, like I, I need to go. Especially, all right, especially if it's like someone that's like, like I told you about that guy that had asked me to play, and I was like, dude, I'm not following him up. When I see guys like that, I'm just like, man, I need to work harder. Like I need to go and like mm. put in some time to at, to at least attempt to get anywhere near that but the first one when you see someone that's like insanely good is just like 
And also, because some guys are good at hiding it. Like when you hear someone like play, yeah, whether in sports or in music, it's like you, you and they're doing kind of like regular things for a little bit, but then they have that moment where they kind of like let out that little flash of greatness, and you're like, "Oh, dude, you're hiding that." Okay, mm, like yeah. you've been you've been like restraining yourself, you've been holding back, right? And it's like, okay, you know, but yeah, if, yeah, fear in the sense of like. Like, you know, people say like, like, like God fearing, like, like when the Bible talks about like fearing God, there's like a level of like respect in that. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Like, wow. All right. You know, and not everyone's like that. Like some dudes see it and it's like, I mean, I joke about it, but I usually joke a little bit and be like, man, like, why do I even try? And then some dudes actually believe that and they're just like, man, why do I even try? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. You know, like the self, the actual like self deprecating ones. Right. And it's like, ah, oh, okay. But I'm not like that. I'm just like, dang, dude, okay. I'm like, let's go, you know? Yeah. I'm yeah. sure you must, I'm sure, I think you feel similarly like when you see like, like a pastor doing a good job and you're just kind of like, Oh dang. Okay. Like, cause you told me like, you'll want to pick their brain. You're going to want to be like, Hey man, like what, you know, what's your routine or what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's more so preachers. Cause I think when I was, I think when I was younger, I think, the pastor route was more like, oh man, I want to talk to the pastor and stuff like that. But I think in terms of like now as I'm older, it's more so when I see, when I see someone who's like, who's a really good like speaker because. Gotcha. Okay. As a, in terms of like day-to-day pastoring, that's people skills Right, right, right. And a lot of it honestly comes out to the person. And mm-hmm. if you if people like you, then you're kind of golden. And that's where I think a lot of pastors make the mistake of trying to people get better. Please. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Because you get these people that are, they want like Mr. Rogers to be the pastor. And they want like the super sweet guy who's like super approachable and things like that. And it's like, well, yeah, a lot of times that guy has no backbone. And a lot of times that guy like kind of does, like he's a mess. And, mm-hmm. and so, because I, I, I struggled with that. I used to struggle with that because I was, you know, like, I'm not, I don't have, like, the the mo- the friendliest complexion. My, I remember you told me, yeah. Like, yeah, my, my, my yeah. resting face isn't super friendly and welcoming. Um, and I struggled with that because people were like, oh, man, like, you know, you look upset or whatever. And the more I read scripture, the more I realized, like, man, like, all these guys in the Bible are super, super intense. 
and I wouldn't call them good hangs. And so why am I trying to be a good hang just so that people are going to like me when that's not the goal? That's not, that's not the, per- that's not the reason why we do this. So it kind of changed for me. And so now when I hear somebody who's a good speaker that I'm more interested in that. And so, yeah, if I hear someone that's really good or they right. explain something in a way that I'm like, dang, like, how did you understand that? Um, then I get, then it, then I want to pick those people's brains because yeah, like that, that to me is more interesting than how do you grow a church or how do you like, Bru- okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that stuff to me, like, how did you, how were you able to get, like, explain that? How were you able to, like, what did you read that helped you get there? What are you doing day to day that's helping you, like, reach that kind of understanding, focus, things like that? Um, where younger me was probably more interested in, like, in the, like, people aspect, the, 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 relational aspect where now right. I, now I'm, I've learned like, well, you know, you, you gotta be yourself and have the person you have. And, you know, some people are going to like it. Some people are not. And that's true across the board. And I think that's the, that's the thing that, you know, even growing up where we grew up and having the type of pastor we had that was relationally unavailable to the point where, you know, a lot of people felt like, I don't think he knows my name and I serve here, you know? Yeah. But you had people that would swear by him, people that loved him and were like, he's the best guy. And man, he has a great heart. And you'd be like, that guy? Like that guy super loving? And it's just, you know, and, you know, people that love you, love you. and People that don't, well, they don't. It doesn't matter what you do. And so I think that's the part that I've learned. And so, but yeah, if, if someone explaining something, I'm like, dang, I've never been able to put that into words. Right. How did you do that? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, for sure. It shows, man. Cause like when I heard you speak on Sunday, I was like, I was that's, like right. Okay. You're, that's right. How was that experience for you? That's the first time you heard me preach in Spanish. Yeah. Well, at your church, I, I heard you, like, and you gave right. a little sermon at Adrian's wedding, I think, in Spanish, you know? But yeah, this was like, dude, this one, this one, like, I had like Vietnam flashbacks at your church, bro, you know? <laughs> like, in the best way possible. Like, like singing those alabanzas again. Yeah. And just hearing the clapping. Right, right. And the vocals. And hearing people like singing out of tune, which is great. Like it's you know, it gets you the dude, real. This is a real church experience, dude. It, okay, it took me back to there were a few times when I was a kid, mm-hmm. when I was at Evan. I said, sitting with my dad in the front row, and um, I could hear him singing. And if you've heard my dad sing, my dad can't sing to save his life, you know. <laughs> but he was so like he was passionate, and you know, and I, I'm I'm fortunate to have seen stuff like that 
and yeah. have that in my upbringing because it's like it, it it makes a difference. Like I grew up hearing like my mom sing, and my mom can sing beautifully. Like my mom can sing in tune. My mom would always sing like alabanzas or like along to music in the house. And then at church, like they would, I would hear them both sing, and so I would hear my dad sing too, who couldn't sing at all. So just having those two polar opposites, like mm-hmm. vocally wise, but just both still having that like that passion, you know. I was like, ah. So when I was there. But like angels singing and those like specific songs too. I was just like, it took me back. And I was like, I was like, okay, it's sick. All right. You know? Yeah. Um, and then um, hearing you speak too. Okay. Cause we, we talked about like the Spanish thing too. Yeah. Like even like at angels place where it's like, like, I don't feel like I'm like a hundred, a hundred percent fluent, but I can right. get by, you know? Yeah. 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 And and I think I heard you like speak about this before, where like when you first started preaching in Spanish, it was like you said, I think in English, and then right, yeah, yeah. Have to translate it. Right. So I figure by now it's like the translating is getting faster, I'm assuming, maybe, or maybe you do think in Spanish, I don't know, but it's like either way, it's like you've you've streamlined it and you like yes, you speak eloquently, and yeah. it's like I think I now think bilingual. Bilingual, yeah. And it's helped. Yeah. I think in English and in Spanish. And yeah. Yeah. So I I noticed that and I was like, okay, German. I was like, I see you using some of these big words, you know? Like, I was like, all right. (laughs) And there were a few times where I was just like, Oh, what does that mean? What did he say again? What is but then I was like, okay. And then, cause I also too, like I, I think in English and then I have mm. to translate it, but right. Right. Um, and I was like, okay, okay. You know, or hearing you like joking with your congregation after was like, okay. Ger- Germans like, Oh, right. Like, right. Like, like John Anthony could never, you know what I mean? I was like, okay, <laughs> good. Dude, cracking those jokes, eating that, that Bionico and, yeah. you know, water. I was just like, yeah, dude, this is. Jonathan would be like, I'll see, I'll see you guys on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Angel, just make sure, Angel, yeah. Angel close everything, please. I'll, I'll see you. Guys. And make sure to collect the offering. Like, we yeah. wink. You know? I'm just like, yeah, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And it also, okay, also, too, because, like, I, if this had been, like, 17 or 18 year old David, like, yeah, I probably would have, I don't think I would have, like, sat in the back or been, like, nah, bro, I'll just wait at the house and then, you know, Mm. but I, like, I'm, you know, I'm a little more mature and, like, confident in myself, so, like, yeah, yeah. When when the hermano like asked me like oh like so primera vez I was like yeah you know and then I gave my name like I was like I was there ready to go I was like yep that's right I'm here you know <laughs> yeah and I'm thinking of my my sister and she's like she's like man I get kind of nervous like if I go to a new church and they ask me like my name and stuff and I was just like, yeah. also like we're we're different like that she's not you know as much of like the social butterflies oh yeah yeah for sure but yeah. I was just like I was ready for that and I was like. I was ready to go. I was like, yeah, you know, blah, blah. So, so it was cool. Definitely felt like, like you guys were like living out like the term Iglesia Primitiva, like grassroots, like just, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, that feels awesome to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the goal. That's the goal. Um, and yeah, man, it's, uh, I, it hit me when I was about to go up that I'm like, oh man, like I haven't like taught in front of David in forever. Like this is right. Right. Like, like on a let, Sunday, let like alone just, in Spanish. Like, yeah. And I'm like, oh man, like this should be cool. Like I, I wonder what his take is going to be on, on all this. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like in the sermon too, like you, um, there were points where I was like, "Okay, how's he going to explain this right here?" Because I was like, "I, like, I was ready to go with some ammunition to be like, well, what about this?'" You know, not not to like scream out like in the service, but I was just <laughs> in my head, I was like, "What about this, this, or this?" And then you yeah. talked about it, and I was just like, "Like the, I mean, like real quick, but like the part about like honoring your mother and father, and like you brought up like, your biological dad, and I was like." That's what I was waiting for. I was like, because that's that's a little tender area, you know. So I was just like, okay, and I was like, all right, you know, yeah. And you pull it off. I was like, all right, cool. Like that makes sense. I was like, all right, you know. So definitely, like the uh, the ability to present things in like a modern context and be like, and also like a personal context for you. I was like, ah, that's cool, you know. Yeah. So yeah, one of the things I learned also being younger and teaching an older group is being serious helps Mm. because i remember this this older lady she she went and this is like pre-covid and she's like i I like i like that you take the bible very serious and I think a lot of that is because I'm younger and because I don't have like all this life experience to lean on, all I have is the Bible. You really got to lean on the scripture and just, yeah. 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 And and so, and I remember I was like, oh man, like I, I, I didn't realize it's after she said, like, cause I was like, oh man, like as I was thinking, like I, I have to, cause I, if I don't do that, I have no. I what am I going to offer you? Like, it's like, like I have nothing. Like, yeah, what's like, you're talking about marriage too? You're yeah, I don't like, have. I don't have kids. Yeah. I like what? I don't have experience in marriage. I don't have any of that. So, yeah, it's like the only thing I could offer you is what the Bible says. So I, therefore, I have to hold it to the highest standard and the highest like place because if I don't, then then I have nothing. And so that's where. I've noticed uh, that, like, oh man, like it, that's that's like a young creature's thing, and I, and I, that's an advice I gave to this young guy who was trying to be who's pursuing pastorship. But I told him just take the Bible seriously because right. Well, it, it's almost like it has to be your bread yeah. and butter because if yeah. you rely on like other attributes and oh, like he's funny, but and it's like that's yeah. all fluff, bro. I'm like, where's the meat? You know what I mean? Well, not so, only that, but like. Someone like your dad, for example, who has super, you know, a lot of experience, life experience, with some mileage, yeah, of course, and all that. Like he's raised three kids all the way to adulthood, so he's able to obviously rely on the scriptures entirely, take them very seriously. 
but he's also able to give you like, you know, the Bible says this, and look, this is how it looks. My son said right. this, and this is what I did. Me and my wife were going through this a few years ago. This is how it ended. This is how I reacted. This is what right. she told me. And all of a sudden, people are able to like connect with you a different level. And now you're able to not take the Bible less seriously, but you're able to kind of like compliment the Bible with, well, not compliment, but you're able to like, you're able to show them that. Yeah. Shine you, a light in yeah, your own life. Exactly. Exactly. And therefore there's you know a little room for like maybe jokes or things like things of that matter. Right. You're keeping it serious and, you know, but there's now a different avenue and where you're a younger guy, you don't have that available to you because you're not old. Like it, that's literally like that comes with time. You got to live a little yeah. longer. <clears throat> you get these experiences. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was really neat too. Like when, um, we were at Angels, and then like Victor was there, and then at the end of the night, like when we were leaving, Angel was like, "Man, like these guys are both your youth. Like they're like they're here, you know." And it's just like, <laughs> like seeing how far we've come and everything, and just like, "Oh, like he's like Angel was like, bring them all back, ah, like you know." And he was he was joking, but I was like, in my mind, I was like, That'd "Yeah," nice. I was so like, this, you know, like, there was a component of like, "No, really, bring them all back." Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, he was joking, but then at the end, he was like, am I, though? You know, like, so, yeah. Yeah, dude. We'll have to do it again. Yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. We definitely have to do that again. Um, final thoughts? Or final thought? <laughs> I trust Eddie. That's it. I trust Eddie. Nice. Eddie Hearn. Yeah. You? Uh, my final thought is, oh, this is my final thought. Netflix should be able to transfer profiles. You should be able to transfer profiles on Netflix. Yeah. So Netflix is cracking down on like sharing passwords and right, yeah, they're being the same household. Ridiculous. Um, we've all seen the tweet of they were the ones who were like suggesting you share password. The real MVP, they were the ones that tweeted the real MVPs, the person who actually pays for the for the account. Like, anyway, like what what happened to Netflix? Like, yeah, like damn, damn homie, like yeah, in high school you, you was the man, homie. Yeah, like, yeah, you like used to who be cool, you, Netflix. Who are, you to who are you to tell me who I can and cannot share my password with? Anyway, yeah. So my sister, you know, if you have siblings, you know how this goes. One sibling pays for this, the other sibling pays for that. You share the right. passwords, and it's all good. You know that way you're not yeah. spending not that 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 way. Not all of you are spending the same amount of the same subscriptions. Like, you know, right, so right. one of the subscriptions my sister paid for was Netflix. So she used, I used her Netflix. She used my other accounts just in case these accounts are listening. So they don't, they don't kick her off of it. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and 
they, you know, I got kicked out of my sister's because I don't live in Oregon, obviously. And thank God for T-Mobile. Shout out to T-Mobile. They get they that my through T-Mobile they pay for my Netflix. So I finally used the perk. I'm like, fine, I'll I'll, I'll get my own. So I did it. Set up my profile, and I, but I I realized my algorithm is all off because it's a brand new profile. Nothing's right. been logged. Nothing's been watched. And I'm like, are you serious? I have that Netflix profile for like dialed in, yeah, like a decade, maybe, maybe more. So I watched everything. Now I got to reset this. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Netflix, if you're going to do this, you should then have an ability to say, you know what? I want to transfer profiles. So give me the profile on this account, transfer it to this account. And that's my, so my algorithm goes with me. Right, right. Everything I've ever watched goes with me. So my suggestions are suggestions that make sense to me. Yeah. And so now I'm watching. So I've been, I've had Breaking Bad just like on loop, just so that I can watch it, have it logged in. Get yeah, get the, get the algorithm points, in and there I'm kind of just, just what I'm into. Wink, wink. Like, and it's know. so annoying. So yeah. Netflix, you want everybody to get their own profile? Fine, get your money. I'll, I'll do you one better. Hackers, if you're listening, <laughs> add stuff like this to your list and make the world a better place. Forget Netflix. I don't <laughs> trust them either. You know. Oh, so, man. so yeah. that's my final thought. Hackers, Netflix, somebody. Let me keep my old out my, my old algorithm back. Let me let me let me keep it. Yeah. Help your guy out, dude. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's just so crazy. Um, so yeah. And the sharing passwords, none of your business. Are you getting the money or not? Like, who yeah. cares? Who cares yeah. if they live in the same house or not? That's my final thought. Um but yeah, but I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you soon. If Canelo announces Hopefully something. Hopefully next time, yeah. Uh, something official is announced. Yeah, if something official happens, we'll have to do like some emergency pod or something. Right. Um, but uh, if not, then I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you next week. That's the pod. We are brought to you by, as always... Triumph Protective Coatings. They specialize in concrete polish, epoxy flooring systems, micro top floors and walls, and self-leveling underlays. They service California, and they speak Spanish. You can follow them, Triumph underscore Coatings on Instagram, and you get a 10% off if you um, use the promo code ARROWSUP. You can also reach them on Gmail, triumphprotectivecodings at gmail.com. That's the pod. Thank you to Angel for the music. Thank you to David. Thank you to you for listening. I'll be on again on Sunday, and that'll be the end of the the week for us. So uh, a lot of good stuff happening. Spring training in full swing. Otani already getting everybody excited. Yamamoto had a really good start today, and Dodger fans are starting to to have uh, thoughts. So, good stuff. Good time to be a sports fan. And uh, I will talk to you later on. 
this week. You can li- listen to the podcast anywhere you get pods. So please rate, review, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram at Earls Up. So that's it for me for now. I'll talk to you later. Let's go, Lakers. <laughs>